Three, two, one. And we're live. So, we're back. Um, you, you, switched, <laughs> <laughs> you switched the app that we're using to uh, keep track of our talking points. Do yeah, you it's like just, it better? It's just easier for me to keep track of it because if it's important, like you can put a little star by it. That, that's great. Um, I can't remember my password to sign into my account. Ah, we'll that. figure it out later. Um, so I'm just going to chalk this up to a fuck Dallas moment. There's oh, well. been a lot of those lately. Uh, unfortunately not in the way I would like. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, let's start off with the huge. How, how did things go this week? Well, um, my body's still broken. So I go to the chiropractor three times a week. I do electro stem. And just studying, dude. Like, nothing too glamorous. Just freaking studying. Cool. What about you? Um, few exciting things happened. Uh, I had a skills sign-off for my nursing class. It's the last one I should have to do. Nice. How did that go? Oh, I felt like it went really well. Okay. Um, and then today, I had the first half of my state licensing test that I had to take. Rad. Okay. Um... Did not feel great about that, but everyone I've talked to in my class basically said the same thing. Mm. Um, let me read. Is it on a curve? Uh, no. Okay. No, it's like strictly like you either did it or you didn't do it. Um, but it, it's an adaptive test, so okay. it, it changes as like the difficulty changes as you get things correct. Okay. And this shit was fucking difficult for me the whole fucking time, so I mm. don't know. Uh, the minimum amount of questions you're supposed to get on the test is 85. I got 86. The okay. maximum amount of questions you're supposed to get is 250. So uh, I got 86 questions, and then I was like, you're done taking the test. So oh, I either shit. did really well or I did terribly. Um, don't know. I just texted my classmates when I got out of it, and I was like, how many of you left the NCLEX in a complete state of what the fuck? Uh, and they were like, I think everyone does. And uh, another person says, I got my results emailed to me the next morning, and I felt totally felt the same way. So, here's to hoping. So you get them tomorrow? Uh, no, I'll probably get them Monday, because it's business Oh, yeah, days. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, hopefully, eighty-six questions is a good, <laughs> a good result, man. Yeah, like, I hope so. I don't know. Uh, it's either I did well enough to where I'm covered, or I did so abysmally poor that they're just like, just get him off the fucking computer, just yep. get him out of there. So, uh. I don't know. I have confidence in my critical thinking skills, so we'll see. Uh, based off of all my practice exams and the studies done around those practice exams, going into the test today, I had a 90% chance, slightly above 90% chance of passing the first time going through the exam. All right, right on. So hopefully that was correct. And you have a good grade in that class to begin with? Well, yeah, but this that's is, your license, though. This is like this is this is a state board. Okay, exam. gotcha. It's not it's not for the class. It's yeah. like a 
I pass this and I get um, LPN licensure, which is the first half of an RN license. Okay, rad. That's awesome. So that's way cool. We'll see how that goes. Um, I got a letter from the VA. Okay. This week, which was fucking amazing. It's the first time I've actually been happy to hear from them. Uh, apparently. They owe me some sort of refund for the last uh, closing statement on the house that I live in now. They owe me like 4400 bucks. Hell yes. And That's so, awesome. So they're like, this will be deposited into the account that your disability goes into. And you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Like, Yeah, that's and- a big chunk of money to not expect and just get. <laughs> It's enough to build that rifle I want. It is, yeah. But I'll be responsible with it and make sure we can stay afloat. Yeah, no, I get you. Because once I start working, um, once I get my RN license, uh, whenever that is, uh, depends on, like, obviously my ability to pass state exams and stuff. But whenever I get my RN license and start working, we will increase our our income in this house between Liz and I will increase it by 60%. Nice. So yeah, that's a good, that's I'll be able to buy that rifle that I want in like no time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how my week's gone. A lot, one bit of great, great news and some two rather anxiety provoking things for me, the state test being the most anxiety provoking thing for me since the, first time i lost my virginity so and you know what another plus is you didn't have any vet bills this month oh yeah yeah that's, that's true. a huge plus too yeah for first month in like four months that i haven't had to take an animal to the vet i almost had to today though yeah with it yeah well uh my dog my big guy got into uh all of his heartworm medication for like the like i buy it a year at a time mm. and he ate an eight-month supply and that's not, not just bad. for him, but for the other dog as well. So that's not bad for him or? No. Oh, uh, that's good. So you buy the boxes. Um, each box comes with a six-month supply in it. Um, he ate two full boxes of medication and two partial boxes of medication. I called the vet immediately. I was like, hey, my dog just ate. All of his and his brother's heartworm medication. Um, do I need to bring him in? How big of a problem is this? And uh, they were like, well, they did studies with it. And apparently a dog, I don't know what size of dog they're talking about with these studies. But I'm assuming like an average size, like golden retriever, can eat up to eight boxes without adverse side effects. Oh, right on. So... You're never going to get worms. God. I was like, well, if he was at risk for it before, <laughs> he definitely not now. <laughs> fucking A-bombed that shit. No kidding. The unfortunate thing is, is I have to go buy more fucking heartworm medication, but that's not too bad in the grand scheme of like possibly having another $1,000 bet, bet oh, bill yeah. to pay off. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. So... Well, that's good. Tell me what's okay. So what's this? I don't remember what I wrote, but I think that says Shatten now. Like Shatten? Shatten? Schottenfreude. Okay, Schatten, Schattenfreude, not Schattenfreda. 
I think we're going off the chart as far as... That's fine. I can uh, pull it down. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so schadenfreude is a... So there's words in other languages that express emotions that okay. we don't have words for in English. Okay. Okay. Schadenfreude is one of those words. Um, the Japanese have one. I forget what it is, but it's like basically experiencing the feeling of loss after a friend leaves your house or whatever. Okay. Um, Schadenfreude, however, is German. And it's basically the feeling you get when you see the full and glorious splendor of karma enacting itself on somebody. Nice. Um, and you're just like, yeah, that guy got his just desserts. I'm so happy to see this. Okay. Um, so I experienced some schadenfreude last weekend. Um, it, it fucking, it's just nuts. I texted you about it while I was there. Um, but my wife and I went to this lantern festival. It's like thousands of people with like these Chinese lanterns. You like light the little thing on the inside. It fills up with hot air and then floats away. Uh, and there was a group of teenagers sitting next to me um, and my wife, probably about six of them. And they were just taking pictures constantly while the sun was still up, like... Just being, first of all, idiot teenagers, which in and of itself is annoying, but they wanted, they obviously wanted photographic evidence that they went to this amazing event. Right. Um, it was pretty cool to see, like, when all the lanterns went up, but I wouldn't call it, like, amazing. Yeah. Um, I'd do it again for my wife, I yeah. think, but... It wasn't Def Leppard in the stadium. No, it was. It was not. It was not Queen at Live Aid. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it it was pretty cool to see. Anyway, the time came to light the lanterns mm -hmm. and release them into the sky, and you're supposed to write like your wish for the next year or whatever on the lantern. Yeah. Um, I didn't write that. I drew the the will of Dharma from Buddhism on mine. Nice. Which is like basically just the will of knowledge. Uh, but these kids taking tons of pictures, even while they're writing their shit on the, the lantern, like taking pictures of each other, writing the stuff on the lantern comes time for them to light the lanterns. And they're so impatient with it that they are like trying to like get the lantern to go up in the air instead of like, it takes a few minutes for it to fill with enough hot air to yeah. allow it to float away. These kids are so impatient, dude, that their fucking lanterns caught on fire. <laughs> they didn't get to launch their lanterns. It was glorious. <laughs> fucking glorious, dude. My only regret like, is I didn't I wasn't there to see it. Yeah, and so like I was like, you know what? Right now, I'm experiencing shot and Freude. You should have pulled out your phone and said, like, I'll get this for you guys. <laughs> Just filmed it catching on fire. <laughs> Give them a thumbs up. <laughs> Yeah, so I got to experience some schadenfreude there, which was fucking amazing. Um, yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, and, and so it's basically like you, you get to see that anytime someone uh, is being an ass and you're like, well, someone needs to put them in their place. And then the world takes care of it for you. 
Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically uh, that's. Well, it uh, sounds fun. Yeah. I only wish I would have seen it. Yeah. Um, I took some pictures of the lanterns all up in the sky, but these kids were trying to take pictures of them lighting their lanterns and launching their lanterns, and it just it just got fucked up. So. That's yeah. really funny. I I was. Did anyone else notice that theirs blew up? The people sitting directly behind us. That's awesome. Which was another couple with a child. Um, and they just went there so their kid could see all the lanterns and <laughs> they were so like, they didn't say anything, but I could see on, from the dad's face like that. He was really happy about what had just happened as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's the best. Oh God. <laughs> so, catches on fire. I bet you they didn't take any more pictures after that. No, they didn't. They stopped trying. Oh, that's great. Schadenfreude. Yeah, and the girl, one of the girls dropped their lantern onto the ground and was, like, trying to stomp it out and was, like, like putting their foot over it and then pulling it back, putting their foot over it and pulling it back. And, I, and so I just walked over there and stomped on it, and she got all mad at me because, like, she, like, she wanted to do it and stuff. And I was just like, well... Shit or get off the pot. Yeah. You know, I'm a like, smoky. Yeah. So, um, mine, it took like, it took a little longer for the lanterns to fill up with enough hot air to like launch mm-hmm. than I expected, but mine went off fine. Cause you had patience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, like I kind of felt it and it was like feeling lighter and I tried to let it go and it like started floating away, but then it just like came back down and hit someone in the head. And so I ran over and I grabbed it and I just held on to it for a little longer. And guess what? About two minutes, three minutes after that, three whole minutes, guys. Can you believe that? Yeah. I, I was able to wait three whole minutes. Um, and you didn't take any pictures of, of you filling it up? No. Or doing a little peace sign next to your head with one of your feet up in the air? Nope. Wow. Um, it's crazy. I think, I think Liz took a picture of, of it because I drew the thing on it. Yeah. But uh, but you didn't take 20? No, I think she just like took a picture of it because she's like, oh, you actually drew something on yours. That's, what does that mean? Because like, she knows everything that I, I do when it comes to stuff like that has, has, a, has purpose. And yeah. it's like... Well, it's supposed to be a wish for next year, and so like I'm wishing for knowledge, essentially. I always have a fine. I'm always the guy who doesn't take any pictures and regrets it later. Yeah. Like I wish I would have taken a picture, and it's hard finding a balance because you see those people that are on their phones constantly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's how it was. Like I fried my phone yesterday so i went the whole day without a phone which is fine like it's refreshing so i go to the chiropractor office today and i'm just sitting there and i'm just like i just put my hands like down and i'm just like looking around like checking stuff out and everyone in the waiting room is on their fucking phone yep like everyone dude and i'm like looking around at all these people and they're like i have neck pain i don't know what the fuck's going on man and they're like have the upper cross syndrome, like you wouldn't believe, like head forward, like their freaking, their freaking neck muscles are pulling them to their feet almost, like they have hunchback. Yeah. And uh, 
Like it, like no one. I was sitting, like I was just sitting upright. Some lady sits in front of me. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll be able to have a conversation. Immediately pulls out phone. Head goes down. It's like cool. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that a lot too. Um, when I go and interview for a job, I make a point not to even bring my phone in the building with me. Yeah. And uh, one of my interviewers told me they thought it was weird that I just sat there, like, patiently without doing anything. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, uh, more often than not, employers appreciate your ability just to yeah. stay focused on the task at hand. And You know what I did in the chiropractor? I looked at art. There was art on the wall. I just stared at it. I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then somebody came and, you know, got me and I went and did my thing. Yeah, I walked you back and now you're good to go. Everyone's on their fucking phone all of the time. And it's it's until you don't have it and you're not on it that you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. um, Yeah. I, I mean, like, even with my test today, it was like a thing. Like, you got there, you had to put your phone in a sealed security bag. And not have access with, with with it until your test was completely over from yeah. the moment you walked in. And so, um, I'm sure that would have driven people nuts, dude. Like, some people. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I want to do? I, at least once in my life, I want to just get a flip phone, go out to, like, Malaysia and just hike and, like, hitchhike and, like, have just a flip phone. That's it. And just go. Without any Google Maps, without any, just figure shit out. And I think that's scary for a lot of people. That just, was the first time I went to Ukraine was like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, I, I went there as part of like a group to do something. But w- when they like unleashed us into the city, I was like, well, this is a Ukrainian friend I made, I guess. You know, yeah. I've known him for a few days. Hopefully they don't want to kill me. Right. And I just went with them. <laughs> Did they speak English at least? Yes. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah, I still speak with her to this day. Okay, We're actually really, really close friends. That's good. Um, her name's uh, Svetlana. Svetlana? Yeah. Hmm. And uh, very talented artist and musician. Uh, doesn't want any notoriety from it. She's just living her life. Uh, she's in... Dubai right now. Right on. Um, she, she's a globe trotter, man. Complete free spirit. I'm still in contact with her. Um, it was really weird, actually. Uh, so I went to Ukraine that first time, and I built like a great relationship with her. And if I hadn't been in a relationship at the time, mm-hmm. I probably would have tried to stay there. Oh, really? Yeah, this was before I met Liz. Okay, yeah, and, and everything. Um, I I probably would have tried to stay, and uh, grow something out of that. Yeah, and um, and anyway, uh, she gave me. So get this, guys. This was back before fucking instant messenger existed. <laughs> she gave me her uh, email address. Mm. And she's she she told me flat out like, um, while well, I asked her for her email address to stay in contact with her because I couldn't afford long distance calls and neither sh- neither could she, 
And she's like, I'll give it to you, but you'll, you'll never contact me again because this happens all the time. And I was like, okay. I, I've just like, I emailed her like a couple days after I got back to the States and have been in contact with her since. Um, the relationship I was in at the time fell apart and my, my family, it was, it was funny cause my family was like ready to buy a plane ticket for me to go to New Zealand because she was in New Zealand and was like, dude, get on that. Like, <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. Um, and now I have Liz and I'm like super grateful for it, but, uh, yeah, and, and she just, like, bounces around the world, man. It's crazy. Like, she spent a couple of near, years in New Zealand. I joined the Navy. She wound up, like, living in L.A. for a while. So I, like, actually got to spend real time with her after years. Yeah. Um, and uh, she she spent a couple of years in L.A. and then went back to Ukraine for a little bit. And now she's in fucking Dubai. She's been in Dubai for, like, four and, four years, I think. So nice. Yeah. I mean, she just, she's bouncing around the world doing her thing. I'm kind of envious of it. Yeah, me too. I mean, I could still do it, I guess, but I think, I think her big benefit is, uh, and what allows her to do this is, um, she can learn languages really easily. Gotcha. At the time in my life when I met her, she's only like a year older than me. So she was like 19 when I met her. I was 18. She knew five languages already. Oh, really? And so like she's just able to like pick up languages really easily. So basically wherever she goes, she has to find somebody to live with for a few months. She gets the language down and then she's an interpreter. Yeah. And she's I, just able to be an interpreter. I heard I heard that if you fully immerse yourself in a language, it takes about three to four weeks to get like to the point Decent. where you can have a conversation and then a couple months to be just fluent in it. But it's yeah. full immersion. That's and, the and secret. And that's what she does. Like um, she's Ukrainian. So she obviously speaks Ukrainian and Russian. Mm -hmm. But she like learned a German. She learned um, like Swedish. Yeah. Uh, and English. So when I met her, she knew those five languages and now like she went to Dubai and she learned Arabic, like that's in a, tough a one. in a, in a matter of like six months. You know, what one drives me crazy is Hindi. Hindi drives me crazy, dude. Yeah. Mostly because uh, Indian people intermix English and Hindi all the fucking time. And it drives me crazy. They'll say a few words in English and then they'll switch to Hindi and then they'll come back to English. And I'm like, oh, maybe they are speaking English. And then it just like, it it's like maybe it's an accent really heavy, yeah. but then nope, dude. Bollywood movies are like that. They're like half and half. Um, if you want to experience that every day, mm -hmm. um, you need to go to Southern California because that's how it is with uh, Spanish. I heard that. Yeah, I, I did hear that. And I'm okay with Spanish, but Hindi and English are two different spectrums because Hindi is not based in Latin, from my knowledge. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. It, it developed on its own. So yeah. it's, like, it's like interchanging those two languages is bananas to me. Yeah, it's not one of the romantic languages. And mm -mm. when I say romantic, it's not like... 
wine, flowers, and candlelit dinners. It's uh, romantic as in Roman, um, which is your your French, your English. Spanish English is, is really a bastardization of a bunch of different languages, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but like Spanish, Portuguese, um, all romantic languages. Yeah, like French, you can say, je pense que tu es plein de merde. And that means, that sounds really nice, but it means I think you're full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds really good when you say it, but, uh, and that's what I picked my French teacher about. I didn't give a shit about learning all the other stuff. I just wanted to learn how to cuss people out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like, so English is this, like, weird bastardization of Celtic because that's what they were speaking before the Romans showed up. So you have, like, Celtic, Latin, uh, Germanic, um, French, and Norwegian or uh, Scandinavian, essentially. What about Italian? Yeah. And, like, so if you go back... If if you really go back and read documents from like what they consider to be old English, like O L D E English, yeah, it looks nothing like today, right? And you're just like like Beowulf, yeah. Like if you were to read that in its original form, you would have no idea what the fuck you're reading. Yeah, no, English has evolved for sure. I'd say devolved really. Um... In a lot of ways. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you think about it, too, um, I mean, language is always changing. Yeah. Right? So, like, the the Americans, uh, we came over here as English colonial settlers in the 1600s. Uh-huh. By the time we had the American Revolution, we had our own way of speaking. Because we'd been interacting with the Native Americans, which shaped our way of speaking. Right. There are some things I agree with and some things I don't. Like, Australian English is very interesting. And England English. And a lot of people have a hard time distinguishing before. Between the two. two, And I don't understand that. Like, I think they sound profoundly different. Um, Even Australian to New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, there's a difference. difference. Absolutely. And even within England, there's several different dialects. Yeah. So, um, and it's the same here in the States, and I'm sure it's the same in Australia and New Zealand as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm just pulling up the articles here, some, some talking points for y'all. Um, so, yeah, we kind of, uh, straight away from the talking points our next talking point i think no we can just keep it flowing and just cool. work them and i don't care cool. we're doing um, it we're doing all right yeah uh so china is applying social credit system to companies so to let companies. me so let me give you an example let's say well so and so went on social media and went against the state well we notice that you employ this uh individual so we want you to fire that individual or your business is going to your business social credit is going to go down. Yeah. And that determines who you can do business with, who you can buy from, who you can sell to. Um it's a way that the uh what's it even called the the Republic of China, the New Republic of China, People's Republic of China. Yeah, it's a way that they can have leverage over not only just individuals but companies now. So um yeah. 
it's 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 very interesting it's very interesting and there's things being implemented here and i was thinking about my root car insurance because i have this insurance that constantly monitors with your phone right um how well you drive and you know what it forces you to socially enforce your friends to drive better because you'll say well if you're not going to drive good i'm just not going to drive with you yeah because your phone's in your pocket. Yeah, it'll affect track. it'll affect my rate for insurance. Right. So little things are being implemented in the United States very slowly that are very similar. Um, but it, it's all of technology is just um, it's a little bit. Elon Musk issues what terrifying. Uh, okay. Prediction this... of robot swarms. So Elon Musk has warned that. Oh, God damn you. <laughs> warned that advanced AI could poison social media. So basically he came out saying that AI, basic AI bots have not been implemented on social media yet. Okay. But when they are, they can manipulate the, the, what you see. Um, they can manipulate the data. So his, if advanced AI beyond basic bots, ha, uh, hasn't been applied to manipulate social media, it won't be long before it is. Anonymous bot swarms deserve a closer examination. If they're evolving rapidly, something's up. So when he says bot swarms, he means like when you post something, um, they'll use AI to discredit that by saying, like posting a lot of shit in agreeance or disagreeance with a specific article. Okay. um, In order to portray a certain narrative that they want. Okay. Okay. So like if you see an article and then it says like this is the this is absolutely awesome this is good they do the same thing in China same exact thing they'll have uh, bots that like they have an app that has how fast you can clap for president really yeah and you tap it as fast as you can and it's claps and you try to get the high score really yeah so and then they have bots that post on social media pro communist. Um, stuff. So if I had an app like that for our current sitting president, uh-huh. um, I would just try to mushroom stamp it as fast as I could. Yeah. Yeah. Cause to me like, okay, they're thinking I'm clapping for the guy. I'm actually just fucking slapping my dickhead on. on it. Yeah. Um, so. and then the next thing kind of evolving into that is that, Experts say one of the original deep fake like pioneers say perfectly real deep fakes will be here in six months, meaning that it will be indistinguishable from reality. And this is where it gets scary. This is where it becomes, um, this is where cyber warfare could be a huge, huge issue is because if you're having people say things and you don't know if it's real video or if it's a deep fake, could be very very scary for whoever's listening to the information well not just that you think um you go past that and you think like well you know uh russia i'm i'm gonna say this for the benefit of people listening that don't agree with me Mm -hmm. but russia supposedly quote unquote supposedly interfered Mm -hmm. with the 2016 elections Mm -hmm. imagine having uh, an adversary that can deep fake news conferences yeah 
That's for, a scare. For, for your presidential candidates or, um, you know, like just anything, news even. Yeah. The Pentagon's very aware of this. Um, the intelligence agencies are very aware of this. They have special divisions of the CIA um, that counter this now. Um, really? As, as well as the Pentagon, yeah. So it's getting to a point where it's becoming very Orwellian really quick. And if you've read George Orwell's 1984, uh, it's it's starting to look a lot like that. Or Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, for, Fahrenheit 451. There's like a social score rating on that too. Yeah. Um, in in that, yeah. It's so. it's all coming. It's being implemented very slow, but we're already seeing it. We're seeing it with the uh, the little robot vacuums that you know drive the, around your house and yeah. they map out where your your walls are. Uh, that, yeah, apparently they're. Uh, you told me. Mm -hmm. uh, I I I trust most of what you say. Um, I'm not going to say that I trust everything that you say, mm -hmm. but uh, you're you're saying that uh, the like little robot vacuums are mapping out foot for foot the in the interior layout of your home. Yes, and they have various sensors, uh, barometers within them. They have sound pulses, so that's how they kind of know where to go. They shoot off sound, and it comes back, and then they have an understanding of where walls are, furniture are, so they don't bump into it. But they can also monitor noise. They can monitor conversations. Uh, conversations. They can monitor how many people are in your house, how often you get out of your bed, what time you get up, where you walk, certain patterns, predictive patterns. So what they do in China is you have many police stations set up all over the place. They're like tiny little places. And they have constant monitoring. So like here, let me let me show you an example. Timeline.google.com. Uh, that's can't not be reached. Let's just go to Google Timeline. Okay, here it is. So here is my timeline. Today is the 27th. We'll take a look. We'll full screen it for a second. So it shows everywhere you've been in the last 24 hours. Uh, it shows everywhere I've been for the past year. 2009 however long cool. i've had a google account so so go click on the 2009 thing let's so see i haven't that. had this account since 2009 but i have had a a different google account from us so i think i've had this one since 2018 maybe okay maybe even 2019 okay fuck i wonder what it would say if i if i did this so let's say i want to go to 2019 and then i want to go to march then I want to go to the 13th. Here I can see every place that I went to. So it looks like I started at my apartment, drove to work, uh, and then I went to Intermountain Healthcare. Because uh, your dad was in. And then I went to the shops at Fort Union, In-N-Out Burger, uh, and then I drove home. So I've got to look at mine now. Let's see this. So what I'm saying is that the Chinese government have taken all of this information and they kind of glob it together. Okay. So they get a prediction of where you're the general vicinity of where you stay. And if you travel outside of that, it red flags. Why are you outside of that? They have one of these mini police patrols kind of follow you and make sure you're not getting into trouble. Um, but we're, we're almost at that point. I mean, I can go 2019 June 4th. Uh, looks like I went to sunset coffee in the morning, 
Then I went to Enzyme Peak Trailhead. I took this picture. Shows what picture I took. Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, scroll down. Went back to Sunset Coffee. Uh, then I went to Del Taco. Sounds sounds correct so far. Uh, and then I went home. So, if you yeah, if you go into your Maps app, it'll be in there. I, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out right now. It's a little different on mobile. Um, the the little three tabs on the left, and then you click on timeline. Well, um, it's it's saying uh, the little three dots is saying refresh, out of place, out of no. I found my activity for today. You did? Yes. Um, which shows me waking up. Going to the testing center. Yep. And then coming back from the testing center. Now, the scary thing is, not only does it know if you go into a mall. What day did we go to the mall? I can't remember. Um, It was September. I want to say it was like a Friday or a Saturday. But I'm trying to figure out how to pull up multiple months on this uh, mobile app. Okay. Um, so yeah, here's the day we went to Petco tells me the exact time I went in and left Petco. Are you fucking kidding? Um, and then, yeah, I went to Taco Bell afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. So then I click yes. And that teaches the algorithm more and more. And that's what we're all doing. We're building a super brain. And, uh, yeah, not only will it tell you if you went to a mall, so, one of the days we did go to a mall, it'll tell you what stores you went to in the mall. Okay. Um, so it's it's so accurate. It's to a point, and I don't know if you've gotten these these notifications before. If you go to a restaurant and leave, your phone will say, how was this place? Pop up with like a little review. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the big scare. And that actually is a really good introduction into the next thing, which is Google's quantum computer. Google's quantum computer is the first working one uh, in history. Is there a way to look up an entire month at a time on this? Like a month at a time? Is, you have to go day by day, but you can. Yeah. Let me... Because, like, if I wanted to go back to, like, 2009, for instance... Let's see this. You can just swipe it. Just swipe. Swipe right, guys. Swipe right. Yep. So just keep swiping. And uh, anyways. Okay. So apparently this doesn't start for me until June of 2018. Is that when you got that phone? Probably. Could be. Um, so. Yeah. So. Um, Which shows that I went to. Uh, oh, this is when I was in California at Sequoia National Park. Do you remember that day now? Yeah. It's crazy. You look at the goo. And it's got, it's got, um, pictures from Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Park. I took of my wife, like looking at the giant trees and yeah, it's got all of my vacation pictures on here. So Google now knows more than we do about our own lives. Because if I were to ask you what happened on this date, on in this month, on this year, 
you probably couldn't tell me. But you go back and Google knows. Yeah, it's like you were staying in Three Rivers, um, the city of Three Rivers, California. Um, uh, and you went to Sequoia National Park and visited Giant Forest Museum, the General Sherman Tree, uh, Lodgepole Visitor Center, and then, yeah, wow. That's yeah. crazy, man. It is pretty crazy. So this quantum computer they have, first one that's ever been developed, Einstein, Tesla, all these great scientists thought it could be possible, but it would be hundreds of years. It may be a thousand years out, and we have a working one now. So basically what that means is uh, a problem that would have normally taken our previous supercomputers, the best one in the world, would have taken. Would have taken what? Would have taken a normal supercomputer 10,000 years to crack this code. Google's quantum computer can do it in 200 seconds. So what that means is since it's 53... Just over three minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Qubytes. Q-U-Byte. Qubits? Yeah, Qubit. That's it. The 53 qubit uh, 53 qubit process. And they want to scale it to... Um, they're going to scale it over the next, I think by 2022, they said they will be able to decrypt anything that's 256, uh, bytes, uh, 256 bit encryption. Sorry guys. I'm a little bit toasty. Um, which means cryptocurrency, Bitcoin will be vulnerable. They'll be able to crack the encryption for that. Military encryption will be able to be cracked by 2024. So Google has the technology to crypto security. If you're in that field now, you might as well stop. You might as well drop out. So here, let me ask you this. Um, have you heard of that theory that like the world did actually end on December 21st, 2012? And we're just not aware of it. No, I haven't heard that. Yeah. So the idea is that... Um, the Mayan calendar said the world was supposed to end okay. December 21st, 2012. And there's like this uh, conspiracy theory out there that says that it actually did happen because when people go back to look at their pictures from before that time, things are out of place. Like the Statue of Liberty isn't where it's supposed to be, according to like weird current. current um, it's like the Bernstein knowledge. and Barnstein bears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, The exactly. Mariolis effect? Is yeah. that what it's called? Mandela effect. That's it. Uh, anyway, uh, so like if that did happen, I wonder if all of this AI is just AI that we were all uploaded into and now it's continuing to progress. That's an interesting theory. I have not heard that. That's a really interesting theory. Um, Personally, I think it's a bunch of hooey yeah me too but it's cool i mean that's a that's a that'd be a cool book or a movie because you know what i would have i would be pissed if i found out that i actually died on that date because i was in the middle of afghanistan and to think i had gone five months without sex at that point to to die 
yeah. in the middle of a foreign country, I would have been very upset. Well, I feel alive now, so I guess it's all good. I mean, I still feel pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got scars on myself from stuff that's happened since I've been back in 2015. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, maybe the computer can just recognize where scars should be. Maybe. And, uh, that's, yeah, this whole quiet bit processor is going to change the way the world works within the next five years. A lot of people are predicting the world's going to look completely different than we can even imagine. Hopefully we can reverse our fucking CO2 emissions with it. Well, it'll be, it'll be different than that. It'll be. I don't even know if it's going to be idiocracy or like virtual reality within virtual reality or it's going to be something we can't really comprehend right now. That's how fast technology is going to progress. Well, I'm I'm just hoping we can correct the planet. Yeah. If we even need to be on this planet anymore, this this Quibit processor has the ability to figure out things that humans would never ever be able to figure out in millions of years within a couple of years. So, so interstellar travel could be a thing. Okay, so here's here's a, another thing. And this is why I've been telling you to watch this. It's on Hulu. It's called Future Man. Mm-hmm. The second season of that is about a guy who's taking people to quote-unquote Mars mm-hmm. when the world is supposed to end. Yeah. Um, they're supposed to launch like a day beforehand or whatever. Mars is actually an acronym for some like sort of computer program, and he's just putting people into this like alternate like AI reality. Okay. And making them think that they've traveled to Mars. Interesting. Yeah. See, now that's something that's very possible. But anyways, what I was getting at, <laughs> if Google has the ability to decrypt any military encryption, and Google really does have these ties to China... That would mean the People's Republic of China has access to every single person's data in in America, anywhere that uses Google, which is pretty much everywhere. Same with Facebook, same with Apple. It's all same with Amazon. As long as they don't fuck with my paychecks, I guess I'm cool with it. Um, they can know that I'm into some weird shit when it comes to porn. Well, it's not even just that. The implementation or implementation, whatever the fucking implication is of saying, hey, your family member did this. Therefore, you either cut them off or you're not going to ride the bus anymore. You've lost those privileges. Great. Don't Uh, use the bus. uh, It looks like this person that you drive with drives recklessly. Well, your insurance is going to skyrocket $100 a month unless you don't drive with that person ever again. It's going to be social things like that. We detected you're in the proximity of this person, and this person has done this, and you spend a lot of time with them, so therefore you must be this person. Your mortgage rate's going to go up. It's shit like that. Insurance companies, employers already look at food costs. Banks sell financial information to employers, and employers look at your food habits and determine how much you should pay for for health insurance. Hmm. These are the kind of things that data are going to change. It's a complete transparency. Your employers will know how you behave. Um, I think I'm just going to come straight out with it then and hand them a fucking blood test from the week before when I walk in for my interview. Yeah. 
They'll already know, man. They'll already know everything. Look at my triglycerides. Um, Look at those levels. Those are impressive, aren't they? There was somebody I heard. Something that I heard about that. Um, But, I mean, employers can run an AI algorithm and gain every bit of information through social media posts. Like, oh, this person's holding a beer and they posted this post on Tuesday. Therefore, and it's happened multiple times. Therefore, they're higher risk for alcoholism. So, we're going to do this, this, that. It's things we don't really think about the data can be used for. Oh, I'm sure data can be used for anything, but... My willingness to let it affect my life is very minimal. Well, willingness, sure, but what if it raises your mortgage? What if it raises your insurance? Like, what if it raises the ability? What if it takes away your ability to own firearms? Like, what if it... What if? Uh, I would die first. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm getting at, is that there will be pushback. Like, um, if, if it... Like... If it comes down to it, uh, some of you have probably seen this on cars and don't know what it means. Uh, Molon Labe means come and take it. Yep. Uh, that is my stance on firearms. Um, I'm extremely lib- liberal outside of that one category. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I, I believe in social welfare programs. I believe in helping your fellow man and blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to my guns, first of all, I fought for this country. Mm-hmm. So I should have a say in what I get to own and what I don't. Um, second of all, the expense... That it takes to own some of these firearms. Yeah. My most expensive gun out there right now is $2,800. Yeah. Um, you're essentially asking someone or telling somebody to give up $3,000 if you come to take that away from them. Right. No one's going to give you $3,000 unless you're holding their kid hostage. This is what our U.S. government doesn't understand, though. With this Google quantum computer, and people will think I'm crazy now, but I've made these predictions five years ago, and they've come true. It's going to be a, a situation where if Google can control everything you see, the United States government doesn't exist anymore. The rule of law is gone. Uh, we are being undermined by a communist regime that it doesn't matter what we do if this intellectual property thing doesn't get handled. Because the second that the Chinese have the ability to control what we see, what we think, how we feel, it's over. Like, there's no, there's no more elections. Elections are pretty much done. Like, the way that they're structured now, the ability to manipulate any election... Or just how people feel or think. Like we have two very divided sides of the country right now who right. think completely differently. And uh, it's a it's simple divide and conquer mentality. And who's at the center of that? Google, Facebook, the people that make you see the information. They're keeping us divided so they can conquer us. Well, it, wouldn't the solution to that just have be to have an American company that's loyal to America? It Do would be, thing. but unfortunately, unfortunately, 
the far left, I'm saying far, far left, believe in a borderless unified world that's controlled out of Jerusalem. And a lot of the technology that's been implemented goes back to Jerusalem and Israel. Um, like, so like the one world nation idea. Yes. Yes. Um, there's a lot of people tied to it. I mean, there's your typical guys you hear of like George Soros, the Israeli government in general. Um, so, okay. Speaking of George Soros, I don't know a lot about this guy. I didn't even know why I should give a shit about him. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, but there's that girl from Sweden who's like a Greta something. Yeah. She's a, a climate activist. Yes. Uh, apparently she has ties to him and personally I couldn't give a shit less, but I don't know why I should care about that. I think she's very passionate about what she's talking about and I think it's cool that she's doing what she's doing, but I think she's also being used as a pawn for her parents in some ways. I've heard that. And when I say that, um, Soros is a billionaire financer. He was responsible for the collapse of the Russian economy. Um, just he, he's a, so he's an investor. So basically he invested heavily in the Russian currency and he's so well respected throughout the community of investors that if he says I'm pulling out, everyone follows him because he's like the guy. So he says, I'm pulling out of the currency. Everyone pulls out the whole economy crash from words. He said, um, this is the power this guy has. He's the one who, he has a foundation called the open border foundation, which is meant to diminish borders so that you can have a one a a borderless and they paint it as like you can go anywhere you don't have to have a passport you can do all these things but if we've learned one thing from from history consolidated power leads to a separation in wealth and the poor grow and the rich separate the poor and the rich separate further and further middle class diminishes so you have this george soros who by the way is the number one funder of medical and legalized marijuana in the United States, um, primarily because it makes a public docile and more open to accepting just whatever free love, free happiness, free, whatever, like it's good. Everything's fine. Um, but in all reality, it's, he's, he's, he, when he was growing up, he was, I, I believe he's Jewish, right? Not that it matters that he's Jewish or whatever, but his family was captured by the Nazis and he lied and said that he was not a Jew and helped the Nazis basically exterminate. How old old is this guy now? He's in his, so let's take a look. He looks like freaking the wizard sleeve of Notre Dame. George Soros. He's old dude. He's from Hungary. Born in 1930. Okay, so I can see, I I can see this story being true now. I just needed a context of his age. So this guy is responsible for funding the caravans to the border. This guy is responsible, and it's all painted as conspiracy because you know what? He has the hundreds of millions to pay social media giants. He has the hundreds of millions to lobby governments. He has the hundreds of millions to do whatever the fuck he wants. So he's a scary dude, and people should look more into his his philosophy and what he stands for, because it's not good stuff. So he would have been nine years old when Germany started. um... 
I think of him as this campaign. I think of him as the current head of the Nazi party and he's winning. Okay. Because uh, what did Hitler want, right? World domination. This dude wants an open border society, a one ruled government, and he's funding it through his billions of dollars. Net worth of $8.3 billion. But there's people worth more than him out there. There are, but they're not as malicious. They're not, they're not investing in propagating information, swaying media. This guy has a very specific goal in like mind. Who's, who's the guy that owns Amazon? Jeff Bezos? Yeah. Good old Jeff, dude. I buy a lot of stuff from Jeff. So here's, the, here's an interesting thing. Jeff Bezos is for socialism, right? Yeah. He has $110 billion. He has enough money to pay every single Amazon employee $100,000 and still have $50 billion left over. You know what he did last week? He cut medical benefits for all of his employees to a really low, high deductible program. Now, if he's so for socialist, why doesn't he give some of his wealth to his employees who are busting their ass for him? The reason why he's for socialism is because then he understands no one can compete with him. That's why all these rich people are for socialism. They eliminate the ability to compete with them. And uh, that's where these rich... Uh, it's kind of flipped. I don't know. Both par both parties are very interesting, but they're not what they seem. What, we, what we're told on mainstream media on both sides is fucking wrong. Um, hmm. It's about separating the wealth. And that I think that's what Bitcoin... Like, if, if we really do switch from the dollar to Bitcoin, we're fucked. Like, what do we... What's backed... What, what backs Bitcoin? Nothing. Fucking nothing. It's made up. So, it's a slow implementation. It, it's, it's... I can see the Fahrenheit 451. I see it coming. Like, I think yeah. that'll happen in our lifetime. Yeah. But it scares people to talk about. So uh, I mean, it's concerning, but really your ability to survive depends on your, your skills yeah. as, as a hunter and gatherer yeah, and your ruthlessness in your desire to survive. Mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately when it comes back to basic survival, caveman like survival, yeah, it is your ability to hunt and gather food and your ruthlessness to wanting to survive. Yeah. Your for ability sure. not to care if the next guy eats or doesn't. Yeah. See, and that's where it gets scary with intellectual property. What happens when they say it's illegal to hunt? It's illegal to do all these things. They have all the tracking abilities. Uh, you know what? I, I feel like, um, Ugh, excuse me. So I can't remember where it happened exactly, but there was a guy that shared my namesake, mm -hmm. uh, Weaver. Him and his family were killed by a bunch of F FBI agents up in the mountains, I think in Idaho. Uh, if you go on to Google, mm -hmm. type in Weaver... FBI massacre. Ruby Ridge. Yeah. So the whole Ruby Ridge near Naples, Naples. Idaho. Um, 
Randy Weaver. Randy Weaver, uh, 1992. He was a guy that was concerned about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And moved him and some friends off the grid. Okay. And bought land and generators. Yeah. Uh, and built his own compound that was self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. And it freaked out the surrounding community. Um, and so the the surrounding community like was like demanding law enforcement involvement, even though he wasn't really doing anything wrong. Yeah. And uh, social policing. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's more people like him out there, and if things were to turn, yeah like drastically turn i would be like mr randy weaver yeah Um, for sure like oh you can't hunt anymore cool i'm getting rid of all of my electronics i'm communicating by letter only i can reload my own ammunition i'm going into the fucking mountains come and find me right that's okay this is what scares me about elon's talk about chipping everybody when we get to the neural chips, which is coming, uh, you know, and what what happens? You don't get this neural chip. Well, you won't be able to get employed. That's how you scan into places. There's places over in the U in in the EU that do it already. Um, you scan your chip to get into work, so that eliminates your ability to be employed. Where do you get your money from with that? But it's it goes deeper than that. So so where where are these chips located at in the body? Um. So Elon's would be behind the ear. It's a neural chip to the brain, connecting to the Internet of Things. Okay. Um. So, oh, all right. As most of you know, I am not a religious man. Um. But there is some stuff in the Bible that talks about the mark of the beast. Yeah. That will be mandatory to live in society. And it goes on the hand or the head. Does it really say that? Yes. It's in the book of Revelations. Yes. Okay. Uh, and um, one of the movies I watched that was hypothesizing this, it was made back, I think, in like the early 90s, was hypothesizing computer chips. And that's how you buy your groceries. That's like everything is connected to that. Okay. Um, and... You either get it on your forehead or on your hand, according to the Bible. So, I'll preface this by saying, obviously, I'm not a religious man. However, if I need a chip in my body that tracks every movement I make in order to be employed, I guess I'm unemployed. Right. That's where it gets scary to me, man. This is where I see... Uh, because I'm, I'm independent. I'm an individual person. Yes. I am not going to allow the government to fucking know when I like go up into the mountains. You know, if I lose right. cell service, they lose track of me. Yep. Um, there's plenty of times since I listen to audiobooks in my car... There's plenty of times where I leave my phone in my car when I go into a store. 
Yeah. So it may be able to track me to that parking lot. Yes. But it does not track me into that Correct. store. Yep. And um, would you think of what was another uh, a fad right now in precursor to the chip? Smartwatches. How many people do you see with those Apple watches? A lot. They track heart rates. They're able to do uh, EKGs now. Yeah. Yeah, and and so honestly, if it came down to like you need this chip, I would rather starve to death trying to fend for myself. Yeah. In the wilderness, than I would get a chip because I'm not submitting to that. Yeah, it's uh. Have you seen this before? The the black yes. void in space. Yeah. So the theory is, some theorists have said that. If we were to be invaded by, quote-unquote, an off-world entity or aliens, it would be in the form of AI. And they think sense. they think that this is like the Star Trek thing, where it sucks up any planet that it can to the absorb... Borg. The Borg. To absorb all knowledge, yeah. and it keeps expanding and expanding. Well, if there was a way that an alien entity could invade us, it would be through AI. And that's uh, that's where it's like it's all piecing together. Have from... you ever taken uh, an inventory to think that like maybe we're the hostile aliens that are taking over? It could be. It definitely could be. But we don't know how to fend. I mean, we have homeless all over the place. We don't know how to fend for ourselves. We don't know how to take care of ourselves. Elon wants to go to that, Mars. The, who's to say that these aliens in all these mo- movies aren't the same way? Maybe it's just the elite of society that are doing these expansion projects. Could be. Um, there's the in the Bible it talks about, or if you really get into like the hardcore, and I'm not talking prior translation to modern, like King James Bible and everything. When you look into what the Garden of Eden was, there was supposedly men were ruled by lizard creatures Mm -hmm. as fucking crazy as it sounds. And that they basically used humans as slaves until they could breed enough into having hybrid childs and they would rule society. And that's where you get all these conspiracies about lizard shape shifting quote unquote people. Okay. So you're on Google right now. Uh huh. I want you to look up the mark of the beast. Okay. Mark of the Beast, bro. So, what is the Mark of the Beast? Revelations, book 16, verse 12, and Revelations, book 19, verse 20. And 13, line 18. Yep. Uh, uh, cite the Mark of the Beast as a, a sign that identifies those who worship the beast out of the sea. So, th- this isn't necessarily like... Ugh. I mean, this is all hyperbole and whatever, but... Uh, it, if the mark of the beast, honestly, with current technology, if it were to show up, and I'm not a religious person, yeah, I can say that like right now, I, I really like have a hard time believing that there's an a god who is all good and all powerful and all that shit, but um. It will show up in the form of a technological thing that makes people's lives more "quote unquote" convenient. convenient. Um, well, it's the censorship of information. Like I won't say just for the point of not getting censored and 
painting a picture of what modern censorship is doing. And no matter what you think of this search or not, I'll just show you. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, let, let me... let's see. So, okay. Okay, I see what you're talking about. There are things on this platform that, that are, are different than the other platform. There's something very suspicious about this side. And that's what I'm getting at is this is the predominant for this is what everyone uses. What do you look up like if you're looking for directions, pull up maps. Yeah. Can you click on their their icon really quick? This one? Yeah, cuz that always has a meaning behind it. It's their 21st birthday today. Okay. 92798 or whatever. But the fact that we have always listening devices now, the fact that when I upload this podcast, it's going to go through Spotify, which uses Google's algorithm, and it scans every word that we've said to make sure it's, you know, okay, okay for us to for people to hear. Um, I I hope so. I read um, an article that a lady's pushing to ban like twenty five words out of the dictionary because they're sexist. Hold that thought. Okay. Let's look at our time. Because we want to make sure we're, we're at an hour and ten. We're almost uh, done with our points as well. Yeah. Well, let let's call uh let's call a timeout so I can hit the pisser. Okay. We'll be back, guys. Actually, if that's the case, let's just wrap this guy up. This has been Cheap Shot Discussions, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.